Hello, and welcome to another episode of May the Power Protect You, the Power Rangers podcast, where we talk about anything and everything going on in the world of Power Rangers, whether it's comic books, anniversaries, upcoming conventions, uh, upcoming power months, or even hats. Well, to get, as always, I'm one of your co-hosts, Kevin, and with me is... Joel! Yay! Um... And if, and just as a heads up for everybody, if we sound a little bit off, um, we were both dealing with some just sinuses stuff. So, you know, just as many other people in the country are right now. Um, but we are here and ready to record on this beautiful July 31st. Um, but before we get things started, as always, we just like to encourage our listeners um, to find ways that they can be a hero in their own way and help and support and lift up others. Um, in the Mid the Power Protection podcast, we do stand in solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement, um, and we also condemn and stand against uh, anti-Asian Amer- and Pacific Islander violence uh, that has been happening around the world. Uh, two resources we like to always give is blacklivesmatters.card.co, and card is spelled C-A-R-R-D, and anti-asianviolenceresources.card.co, again, card is spelled C-A-R-R-D. We encourage our listeners to find ways that they can safely um, uplift and support um, others in their communities and to help stand up for what's right and to be a hero in their own way. Um, so please check out those resources and uh, remember that we are all in this together and we need to lift up each other and help each other out. So, um, But yeah, so we've got a few things today. We took last week off, um, but um, not too much going on in the world right now of Power Rangers, but we still have a few things to talk about. So the first thing we need to talk about today is the uh, release of Power Rangers number nine. It is hard to believe it, but we are almost uh, to one year of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers series being out and the Unlimited Power era, which might be changing to a different era soon. Uh, but this issue was written by Ryan Parrott with art by Francesco Mortonina uh, and Moises Sadago, colors by Raul Angulo. Uh, with assistance by Jose Enrique Fernandez, uh, lettering by Ed Dukeshire, and the main cover cover by Mateo Scalera. Uh, so, Joel, what did you uh, think of this issue? Um, this paired really nicely, I think, with Mighty Morphin Nine, um, which makes sense because Ryan wrote both. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. This is also a super kind of character focus issue um, with across the entire team on Safe Haven and the Spectrum 2 cast, I guess we could call them. Um, all mm-hmm. of the Omega Rangers, Draken included, Yale and uh, Z kind of were the highlight of this issue and mm-hmm. kind of this issue bounced around from character to character and really put them in situations that I think highlight where that character is currently and kind of where their mm-hmm. trajectory is. Um, mm-hmm. There is kind of a major breakthrough moment that we're given at the end um, but I think overall, this issue is a great uh, representation of like what Ryan does best as far as building characters and kind mm-hmm. of using actions to show not only growth but where that current that character mm-hmm. currently falls. Um, and I think this issue oh, yeah. is a triumph in that. Uh, what did you think, Kevin? Yeah, I definitely think it's um, similar to how Mighty Morphin was this month. It's also another transition issue. Mm-hmm. Um. Because, you know, I, I definitely think that Ryan has been subscribing when writing this series to, like, the trade. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the trade format, you know, doing about four issues at a time while telling an overarching story that's told in four issue parts. Um, and definitely there's a lot being set up here, I believe, because we do have Draken, uh 
being Draken and showing that, you know, he's uh, getting ready to make himself a comeback. And also just to the interactions with Yale and the children in Safe Haven. I think that was a really, uh, it was a really sad moment because Yale has been kind of like, Yale's had characterization. And, you know, we know that Yale is like this, you know, strong cat, like alien. Um, but I feel like this is the first issue that Yale got to really shine. And, um, of course, seeing the little kid that felt alienated, Yale was trying to help her. And then to fit in with the other kids, Yale made, Yale got made fun of and ran off. So, and then Yale got really sad, (laughs) um, which was a really like universal story. I think when you have those kids that are like having trouble fitting in and they feel like they have to be the bully and, you know, be mean to people that are nice to them just so they can be cool and popular. That was the stuff I saw when I was in school. Um, so yeah, it was a really sad moment. Like I actually kind of like felt real emotion for Yale and like, I was like, no, that's my kitty. Well, you're about to have a lot more <laughs> because issue 10 also focuses on him. So I get know, ready for that. I know. Uh, yeah. I, I do want to highlight in talking about this part too. This was also a shift in art in the issue. Cause um, Moises mm-hmm. Hidalgo actually made a return to Power Rangers in starting in this issue, um, drawing all of the Yale seeds with the children. Um, and I think it kind of helps in that art shift as well, because we are technically seeing a different perspective mm-hmm. um, in the fact that mm-hmm. Yale is not a human character. Um, so I mm-hmm. do like that as kind of a device being used here to where we are mm-hmm. shifting art styles because we are shifting perspectives. Um, so I thought that was really cool as well. Um, yeah. Moises did a great job in this issue as well, as well as Francesco always with this series. Mm-hmm. Um, both, I think, really knocked it out of the part. And I think even the colorists mm-hmm. and helping bring their art to life really helped with this. Yeah, for sure. I also think, too, that um, the work that Ryan does with Zach and the Hartunians in this issue mm-hmm. is also really powerful. Um, with basically everyone having a problem with them, except for the Rangers, of course. Um and I don't know, it it felt real powerful in how Zach handled it. Yeah. And it I was thinking back on it after I read it. And it also just fits so well his characterization leading up to from Ryan writing him in Go Go, um, up to now, where like Zach has kind of gotten to a point now where he's he's never been like about like gung ho jump in the fight. And it's nice to see, like, Zach use his level-headedness and maturity to be like, look, we can't fight here. This is a safe place, and you're going to have to get through me if you want to hurt them. But I'm not going to fight you, either. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it definitely was a good de-escalation tactic. Yeah, um, for sure. And I think the fact that, like, Zach offered himself out ultimately up as kind of the sacrifice. Like, if you, if you really have to kill someone, you know, kill me and you know, let let that be the end of it. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's a really powerful moment for him as well. Um, I do mm-hmm. like the fact that Ryan brought this to a forefront, that Ryan had this oh, interaction yeah. happen, because I think for sure. um, in a series that is often so, in a series, in a TV show, honestly, where the solution to every problem is punch the bad guy until they blow up, um, mm-hmm. it is a really nice moment to have this issue, to have, um, by issue I mean the character issues, but the, like, the tension between characters of like, no, yes, everyone is safe, but there are still going to be pro- personal problems because, you know, these people did not mm-hmm. get along before this. Um, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think it's a very, like, it's a 
great way to like not only put these characters in kind of a gray area again because like i think that's ryan's kind of whole goal and all this you know yes you did a good thing but you know mm-hmm. that's not going to seem like a good thing to everyone else I really, I really liked that Ryan included that and had the moment, and I think it was great that it also really highlighted a great moment of growth for Zach. Um, for sure. I'll, um, I really do also want to highlight Trini's storyline in this issue. Yeah. Um, because it's probably the biggest marker of moving us forward plot-wise. Um, mm-hmm. because it introduces the concept that whenever the Rangers morph, they are communicating directly to the emissaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, which leads to a lot of questions of, okay, well, what did the other colors do when they morph? But um, the reason why this is a plot point is because, you know, the Rangers realize the yellow emissary is likely still out there. So Draken is encouraging Trini to continually morph and really focus each time to try and communicate to the yellow emissary and locate where they are. Um, mm-hmm. And throughout the issue, we just see Trini really struggling and really kind of like pushing herself to her limits and feeling like she's not going to be able to do this. Um, Mm -hmm. and finally at the end of the issue she is able to do it able to like tap into this yellow energy and connect uh, directly Mm -hmm. to the yellow emissary and Mm -hmm. kind of get a foreboding message Um, and I think this was a really great moment as well for again like taking a component of Trini who is obviously you know stereotypes aside is the more spiritual character of the original five Um, Mm -hmm. so I really do like the fact the idea that she is tapped into something more so than the other two and able to communicate directly with her emissary mm-hmm. uh, and i really yeah. thought that was a great plot point and i'm kind of excited to see where that goes further for sure uh yeah and i i think too it's just it really does a good job of driving home the fact that like it's the idea that draken like it's been kind of floated around before draken pretty much flat out says like everything is connected every ranger is connected the grid is connecting everything and like it i I think it's a good reminder to fans too about how everything is like i said connected um and it was a really good moment i think to see when trini actually found herself standing face to face with the yellow emissary yeah and it was definitely like a foreboding moment too because yellow was not happy and yellow was like you know yellow said don't find me yeah, and uh, I'm excited to kind of see. Uh, we know from like obviously preview solicitations that one of the covers coming up does have the yellow emissary facing off against the Imperials. Um, so I'm mm-hmm. curious to see where that leads. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, again, I I'm sure there's some kind of plot point that we're having because between the three emissaries, the yellow one is the only one that survived currently, and just I'm curious mm-hmm. what that all looks like. Yeah, especially because when they first started their journey back in the variant covers that created the story of the Red Emissary's death, um, you know, they were trying to, like, make sure the timeline was good and they were trying to fix things. Yep. So mm-hmm. how how does an emissary of the Morphin Masters feel when they're the only one left and everything has gone haywire? Exactly. Yep. So I'm excited to see kind of where that thread kind of picks mm-hmm. up. Yeah, definitely. Sure. Overall, a really strong issue. Mm-hmm um so yeah good good work to ryan and the team uh we we are hooked on this so please keep giving us more and speaking of which um so remember that in august the number 10 issues of mighty Morphin and power rangers are going to be some pretty big issues it seems um we have returning guests art returning artists as guests artists um including dan mora and uh moises Hidalgo. 
Um, and we are really excited to see what happens with these. These could potentially be some pretty major issues. Um, you know, you can never really tell in the comic book world when an issue may sell out or not. So we would just recommend if you're listening and you want to pick these up and see what happens, because these are going to be major turning points for the series. Please get them when you can. Yeah. Uh, and definitely yeah. reach out to your local comic book shops to do so. Um, mm-hmm. you know, put them on a pull list and, mm-hmm. and just, you know, for y'all's records, te- More- Mighty Morphin 10 will release on August 11th and Power Rangers 10 will release on August 18th. So definitely get in. Um, you know, it's going to be too late to get them ordered specifically for you. But if your comic book store has extras, they can put one aside for you mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And a really great thing you can also do with comics is uh, if they have a Facebook group or you even just call them. Call them the day they open and say, hey, do you have any extra issues? If you do, can you put it on hold for me until I can come get it? So even if you don't have a pull list necessarily, they might be able to hold it for you. So just check if your local comic shop. Mm-hmm. And speaking of supporting local comic shops, uh, it is about three months late, but we are finally going to have free comic book day open up. Um, so free comic book day normally happens on the first Saturday of May. And for those of you that are unaware or maybe new to the comic book scene, uh, it is a day when uh, retailers around the country provide free comic books uh, from many major uh, companies and stories and teams. Uh, in past years, we have had free comic book day issues for Power Rangers. I think there's been about two at this point, maybe three. Uh, unfortunately, there is not a free Power Rangers book coming out on this day. However, if you want to support your local comic shop, we encourage you to go check some of these books out. There's some really cool things from DC, Marvel, uh, Dark Horse, IDW. Uh, there's some really cool books coming out that you can get for free. And also, this is if you need to catch up, this is a great way to do so with Power Rangers and Mighty Morphin because most comic book stores are going to do sales and events on back issues. So if you are needing to catch up, this was actually how I caught up a couple of years ago back when uh, Necessary Evil started because I was missing a ton of issues. I went on free comic book day and I got a bunch of the back issues I was missing for like a dollar, two dollars each. So great deal. Good way to do it. Um, so please support your local comic book shop. Go to free comic book day. Buy some things. Even if you buy like extra comics from another series or like a pop vinyl, go support your local comic shop because this is a great way to do so. Exactly. All right. So uh, this has been kind of a discussion point in the fandom over the past week and a half. Uh, recently, Toei, of course, who uh, is responsible for the Super Sentai series and licenses it out to Hasbro for Power Rangers, um, has been celebrating its 70th anniversary, which, of course, Toei is a major player in the entertainment industry. Even, even though they are you know, solely located in Japan, a lot of their product comes over to Western cultures and the United States. And so a lot of companies have been wishing Toei well wishes for their 70th anniversary, including Hasbro. Um, and in the wording of that, it's it's been taken different ways. But essentially, thanking, ha- thanking Toei for working with them and wishing them continued success. And it definitely became, I think, a hot point <laughs> yeah. uh, in, the, in, the, in the Power Ranger community recently with people kind of taking up arms on which side they think... Uh, that means you know is it them saying thank you for being with us we wish you the best bye-bye or is it hey we're going to continue our relationship with them and to give some context to those of you that maybe haven't known or realized uh rumors have been swirling about the grid about a potential toei hasbro split where future super sentai series uh may not be used to create power rangers series which would be a major drastic shift so 
that being said, Joel, what, what are your thoughts? How, how did you feel when you saw this? Like, what, what are you thinking? Um, I mean, it's nice. It was cool. Um, I kind of feel like it might indicate that we're not as close to them splitting as we previously thought. But I mean, mm-hmm. who knows? You know, it could be interpreted the other way. It could be them saying bye. But I mean, um, this was all part of a Variety magazine ad campaign where like a bunch of different mm-hmm. companies all took out ads wishing uh, to a, a happy 70th anniversary. So like, I mean, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the fact that Hasbro did it in, like, very specifically cited Power Rangers, like, had their Power Ranger logo on it, like, Mm -hmm. I I think it, I'm, I'm inclined to believe that they are working something out, um, again, you know, in three months we could find out contrary, but I'm inclined to believe that we're probably going to see more partnerships, it just may not be the same one that we've had, uh, in the Saban era, Disney era, Nia Saban era, Mm -hmm. it may just be something brand new. Um, but I, yeah. I have I have a feeling we are going to probably wind up seeing yeah. some kind of partnership ongoing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's the same thing that you know, back when those rumors were announced, mm-hmm. um, it to say it created shockwaves in the community, good and bad. Yeah, is an understatement. And you know, I think it's. I, I agree. I I. I I go back and forth on this sometimes because, you know, I don't want to always be like, oh, this won't happen or this will happen because we're not going to know. We don't have, you know, we can't read the tea leaves. And most importantly, we're not sitting in the room when they are making these business negotiations because at the end of the day, we have to remember that Power Rangers and Hasbro is a business. Yep. That's what it is. And it's interesting because I, I, I see if we don't use Toei anymore, I think it would actually be really unique opportunity and i think it could really allow us to have some crazy new things yeah but then when i think about it i think about you know super sentai has been ongoing without power rangers anyway it doesn't need power rangers right yeah so then if it was me and i was like i have this you know toy funnel that i market every single year and there is you know a series in japan that's being made regardless of my usage or not then what does that mean if i give up a opportunity for free suit designs free like free suits like like they're they're not having to put they put creative work in but they are effectively skipping multiple levels of creative creative work and input by utilizing what's already there yeah, and we talked about that before. Like, I think whatever yeah. first came up, it's this idea of like, why would Hasbro give them give up this like free, you know, well, creative yeah, not, well, yeah, pretty much. And like, yeah, yeah. I just at this point, like, I I think it's less Hasbro. I think we also need to think about Toei as well because we've seen mm-hmm. them making moves on the common Rider side as well to bring it over to the U.S. directly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's also a part of Toei trying to get a deal worked in where they can start bringing Super Sentai stuff directly to the U.S. Oh, yeah. market without having to go through Hasbro and Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um. I, I think as much as this is often framed from a Power Ranger perspective, I'm sure there is like, some Toei interest. Um, and getting Super Sentai as its own unique brand, rather than mm-hmm. it being connected directly always to Power Rangers, even though they are, you know, I, I wouldn't say sibling series, but like cousin series. They share some yeah. DNA, but they 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 ain't directly related. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just it's it. 
yeah again we don't know we won't know for three months but yeah. it, it does kind of it, it is an interesting point for them to have done that because uh, they could have easily mm-hmm. just ignored it um but very nice on hasbro's part uh we'll yeah. see what pans out uh and what we ultimately get from that yeah for sure and i think the thing to keep in mind too is like for fans is it's we have to trust in Hasbro and trust that they know what they're doing because they are the leads on the series and it's their series now. Um, I think it's going to be interesting regardless to see what happens. And it's my hope that whatever happens will be good things and that we will move forward. I also want to remind people too, that a lot of contracts under Saban have been expiring. And so Hasbro has been having to renegotiate things. Yep. So maybe that's what's been going on this whole time is renegotiation and not termination. So that being yeah. said, um, but moving on, uh, just as a reminder, uh, the PulseCon will be coming very soon. Uh, I don't believe that specific dates have been announced yet for it, but it will be probably getting some more information here in the coming weeks. Uh, but Hasbro PulseCon will be coming soon with exclusives that we will talk about here in a moment that are going to be sold. It'll be a great time. Uh, another digital, digital convention that will be happening, too, is the Renegade Virtual Con. That will be on August 27th and 28th. You can register online now. If you registered for the event when it was in July originally, your registration will roll over, so you don't have to worry about that. But there will be reveals and panels for G.I. Joe, Transformers, and of course, Power Rangers. And it's looking like they're going to be talking a lot about the future of those franchises with Renegade, but it seems like the focus is going to be primarily on the upcoming 5e games. Um, Also, as a reminder, on August 27th will be the premiere of Day of Destiny, the Power Rangers 5e live tabletop show. So that will be about a 10-episode series that will be running through a full campaign, and it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. We are very excited about it. <laughs> yes. Um, so, Joel, what's something you're excited about for Renegade Con? What, what's something that you're just like, I, I really want to see this. I really hope that we get to see this. I think Day of Destiny is definitely the big thing I'm excited about. Um, mm-hmm. I want to see, I know there's a panel where they talk about uh, the art for the five ebooks and i really love to look at that just so i can get kind of some like teases of what they're putting in there um because i just want to see what this is going to look like um and also Mm -hmm. like i mean any kind of hints of like heroes of the grid stuff that we might get i would be Mm -hmm. so down for um yeah what about you kevin (laughs) yeah i'm really excited to see the reveals on the 5e stuff i think it's gonna be really interesting and i I like how um if you look at the schedule it's not just them focusing on one game for five either mm-hmm. they're going to talk about how they're all interlinked but they're going to try and focus on different franchises to kind of see the different things that are there uh, sure. but yeah i think it's going to be a lot of fun i think it's gonna be interesting uh i'm looking forward to learning more i i'm not going to expect too much for heroes of the grid especially since wave one of the new phase just finished uh but i wouldn't be surprised if we see some like zeo deck building yeah demonstrations or if there's even an opportunity to try out the zeo deck builder Right. Okay, so moving on, uh, we also had got some exciting reveals of new products and we skipped something, Kevin. Oh, Oh. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes, of course. Power Month. How could I forget? It starts tomorrow as of recording. Um, so in the line of product reveals, see, I I got back to there. Uh, Mm -hmm. Power Month. Power Month has officially been chosen to be August 2021 by Hasbro, so we can celebrate the 28th anniversary of Power Rangers. Uh, So throughout the month, there will be, starting on day one, reveals and exclusives. 
and all sorts of fun things to be happening throughout the month. Hasbro is pretty much committed to revealing new Power Ranger products every single week. God help our souls. Um, and our wallets. And our wallets. This is also going to be when the famous capsules we've been talking about at different stores will finally be available and ready to go. Um <laughs> We know that there will be capsules from Walmart. We know that GameStop has the Pink Ranger capsule. We have the Hasbro Pulse capsule. We have Target. Amazon. Amazon. So a lot of things are going to be announced very soon. So just get ready for it and get excited. And of course, as always, we will cover all of those reveals as they come out. The Saturday after they come out. And then they'll post the Friday after. You'll, you'll find out yeah you'll find <laughs> out yeah you'll find out but if you really want to find out our takes just check us out every friday at 12 p.m mm-hmm. a little stuff pr- promo right there while you're listening to it so you're already hooked either way power month is coming <laughs> um so be excited about that and speaking of reveals we do have a lot of very nice reveals that have been happening um, so first off, let's talk about for lightning collection. There is the reveal of the pudgy pig monster figure. Uh, it will be a Hasbro PulseCon exclusive, so it'll be available. Um, once PulseCon goes live, uh, it is a little pricey. It's about, I think 53, $54 maybe. Yeah. Um, so, but it comes with many accessories, including food, weapons, hands, and it also comes in a special clamshell lunchbox-like design. So it actually evokes a lot of the 90s lunchbox crazes that we had back in the day. Yep. Um, for those of you that remember, when you know you had like the little plastic hard lunchbox with the thermos, and you know the ther- everything tasted weird in the thermos. Oh man, that was those were the days, weren't they? <laughs> um, but yeah. And then we'll just go through some more of these reveals and then we'll talk about how we feel about them. Uh, Dino Fury Wave 2 is being found at stores in the UK and potentially the US. Uh, Wave 2 includes Void Knight, Gold Ranger, Red Ranger, and Blue Ranger. There's also been some various other toys being found, including uh, Red Ranger Mask, a large-scale Dino Fury Megazord figure, um, and a, I believe like a little, like kind of like the old Bandai training kits where it's like a mini Dino Dagger and uh, a mask. So... Keep a lookout for those if you're interested. Uh, we also have the Retro Morph Wave 2 figures at Walmart that have been found. Uh, these include Ranger Slayer, Green Ranger, White Ranger, and Yellow Ranger. Uh, and then also Walmart revealed the Retro Morphin Ninjor, which will be uh, available soon, but it should still be available for pre-order. And last, we have uh, Flame Toys Megazord and Ranger figures revealed. Uh, so Flame Toys announced a few months ago they will be making a special stylized Megazord uh, of the Dino Megazord. It is able to separate and combine, so the prototype pictures have come out on uh, convention floors, as well as re- uh, figures of the original five Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which seem to be model kits of sorts. And last but not least, we also had the reveal of the New Era Power Ranger Caps line. So if you love caps, uh, they are available now on their website in a variety of designs, so check that out. But Joel, that was a lot of reveals <laughs> What's something you're really excited to see potentially on your shelf or land in stores? Um, I mean, the thing that stuck out for me um, I, whenever it was revealed was the pudgy pig figure. I know a lot of people are kind of turned off by the price point, but I'm really mm-hmm. excited about it. And I like that it has a unique uh, packaging and the lunchbox mm-hmm. design. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm really excited for it to come out and get my hands on it. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it'll be fun to have. Uh, yeah. What about you? Um, I think I was really the most excited for Retro Morphin Ninja. I think it's going to look really good. 
I, I've been trying to hold off on the retro morphing figures just because I'm like, I don't need another set of Mighty Morphin figures. Yeah. But the more I see the pictures of them, the more I like them. So I am tempted. And I think the Ninja one, I think, is the least, like, boxy looking of them because he looks yeah. just like the, like, Megazord sized one they used to have. Yeah. During the MMPR yeah. day, just a smaller yeah. version of it. So, I mean, I think he's the, probably the coolest one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I can understand. I think the Ranger Slayer is interesting too because they actually did sculpt a like mm-hmm. Rebel Slayer haircut for mm-hmm. Kimberly. <laughs> mm-hmm. They uh, did, with... yeah. So, I thought that was kind of neat. Um, mm-hmm. I am, so I did look at the New Era caps as well, and I'm not a hat person. But I am mm-hmm. tempted by getting that Blue Ranger one. Of course. <laughs> of course. I, I, Sean's like, would you wear it? And I'm like, yes? Question mark. Maybe. I don't know. Um, you won't. I would. I, I wear hats occasionally. I have like a hat that I wear. It would just be nice to have another one. Mm-hmm. And it's the Blue Ranger. And I want it. Um, but um, also, I think that we kind of left off the list that I got revealed. Um, was there is a Brazilian company. I didn't. I don't have the name in front of me. But they are making these uh, high price point, $150 a piece statues of all of the Mighty Morphin Rangers and Zordon. That yep. all, when purchased uh, individually, can be brought together and make a huge diorama. Um, so if you're a statue collector, that is something you could look out for. Mm-hmm. I won't lie, they are very nicely designed, but at $150 are a little bit out of my price point. <laughs> yep. Uh for sure. also in the say in the hundred dollar range, uh three uh three zero HK um mm-hmm. revealed the White Ranger and the Lord Draken figures that go along in their line. So those have also been revealed. So if you are mm-hmm. collecting those high uh, price point figures, those will also be available soon, probably for pre-order right now from various retailers. Mm-hmm. So that's also something to look out for. Yeah. Just reveals upon reveals upon reveals. It's like a finale yeah. of Drag Race in here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I definitely think there's some good stuff out here coming out. and that I feel like there's also now something for everybody coming out at this point, whether yeah. it is like if you're a hat person or if you want those retro figures and you know if you want that stuff it's kind of cool to see all that coming about um, yeah i'm also ex- i'm also excited for void night i think that figure actually does look pretty good uh i am tempted by that mm, i'm gonna need hasbro to make a lightning collection figure of that already like why are we Same. waiting go Same. ahead and do it why are we pulling like Same. why are we dragging uh i do like yeah. i i'm also excited because like going through all this list and trying to put this together there is a ton of dino fury stuff which I, you know, mm-hmm. I'm kind of surprised because it has felt like there's just not been that much, but it does seem like right. we're finally getting to the point where we're going to have more Dino Fury figures out there. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I'm excited by that because I think that makes <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it was feeling a little weird that there wasn't as much merch out there for the current running series. So I'm hoping with yeah. that out there, with it getting more of a push for maybe possibly moving to Netflix, that it will really help with that. Mm-hmm. Which, speaking of Dino Fury, there was also the reveal of two new Battle Attackers 2-packs. Um, mm-hmm. We have the reveal of the Black Ranger versus Smashstone figure. So Smashstone was in the series earlier this year. Um, and we also got the reveal of the Void Knight versus Snag Eye set. Um, Snag Eye has not been in the series yet. However... 
fans that have watched Ryu Soldier have been kind of freaking out about this set because it's a interesting monster that they're using. So, um, yeah, those will be coming out in stores soon. Uh, it's really cool to see Void Knight get a battle attacker figure so he can kind of like fight with the Rangers. That's kind of clever how they did that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. Like you said, it it definitely did feel a little weird seeing so little Dino Fury merchandise considering that when Beast Morphers came out, um, it was like they hit the ground running with like all the toys. Yeah. But yeah, but I think it's also, it's just like we've talked about before multiple times on the podcast, it's also just the pandemic, the logistics. I mean, Dino Fury, everything has been designed fully from home. And so it's not going to be as easy to get, you know, a team together in the office I mean, look like, at product stuff. So yeah, go ahead. That, I mean, that too as well, but like with shipping, yeah. like you, most of the stuff is made overseas and just anything that is made and shipped takes longer because everyone mm-hmm. is trying to do that. So yeah, no, it makes perfect sense um, that it's been delayed, but like, like we said, it's just nice to see that it's finally kind of getting out there and hopefully yeah. we'll be able to start stocking kind of a full Power Rangers area um, in mm-hmm. stores. Uh, but yeah, but exciting stuff coming and i kind you know with all of this already out there it's like what more can power month reveal we cannot have more <laughs> and as you say that sentence we're going to get like a full wave 11 figure line reveal tomorrow uh, yeah. uh, no we'll get those uh, teenage mutant ninja turtle figures that we've not heard about <laughs> you said <stop laughs> that <laughs> that have been just hanging like the sort of Damocles above Kevin. <laughs> just, just uh, give me a little more time. That's all I need. Just give me a little more time. I'm fine. I can wait for them to announce it. I can wait. I'm patient. Yeah. I'm very patient. <laughs> but yeah, so it's always a good time right now to be a Power Rangers fan, as always. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll kind of wrap everything up for mm-hmm. the day. Uh, but. As always, you know, this is episode 51. We just celebrated our 50th episode recently um, and working on this for over a year. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But we really do just want to take a moment to, you know, pause and reflect and say thank you to our listeners and to thank you for joining us almost every week because, you know, life gets in the way, right? Um, But we really do appreciate it and we really do appreciate you taking the time out of your day out of your life to listen to us so thank you we do appreciate it but uh if you ever want to reach out to us uh on twitter you can find us at may the power pod you can email us at may the power pod at gmail.com and please feel free to send any feedback suggestions ideas if you want to be a guest host we will happily take those on and we will be ready to go so if you want to follow up with me individually, you can also reach me on Twitter at BridgeMT3. I also stream on Twitch under the handle BridgeMT. And I also have been starting a series of Power Rangers info videos on TikTok. Look at me go. Um, and you can find me on TikTok at BridgeMT3000. Joel, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on most social media at Punk. Yay! Yay! But- <laughs> But yes, as always, thank you for listening to us. Uh, we can't wait to talk to you in the coming weeks of Power Month and all the insane stuff that will likely be going down. So keep hanging with us, and we will bring you more of the favorites of yours, which is Kevin and Joel. Mm-hmm. But thank you for listening, and as always, may, may the, the power, power protect, protect you. you.